Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, yo, Solar Warrior. Welcome back to another Tactical Tuesday. Conversations with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tools, tips, and advice for building your solar business and career and grow with us here on Suncast. You know, sometimes we have the privilege of bringing some live content from when we are out and about in the world. As you are familiar, we were out and about at Intersolar North America back in January, and we got to have a little bit of fun. So what you're going to hear today is a new segment that we haven't run here on Suncast, but that many of you have either seen or participated in, especially if you were Intersolar 2020, before, right before the pandemic. Our friends over at 17 Terawatts did the first Wait, wait, don't tell me, Solar Edition. That's right, for you game show folks, you're gonna love this. If you're familiar with the game show on NPR called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, it's a quiz show every Saturday. It's one of my favorites and my kids love it. And Scott and I got together to bring it live at the Inner Solar Solar Games Arena during the first intermission of the first day. Now, just like almost everything live, it doesn't go off perfectly or without a hitch. And this is no different. We had a little bit of a technical glitch with the platform we were using to actually give live audience entertainment and and scoring. And we had to restart the game. So you'll hear where there's a cut where we were basically restarting the game. But that's live entertainment. And I'm so grateful to my friend Scott Wynn over at 17 Terawatts, also called Bodhi Solar for not just the idea, but for partnering with us on Suncast to make it come to life. Thanks to the Inner Solar folks for giving us a venue and a special thanks to our folks over at DroneBase who underwrote and sponsored this game show. You'll hear Mark as one of the participants up on the stage participating and playing along in the game show. Thanks once again to DroneBase. And, you know, I'd like to also thank our other two panelists, Kathy Heilman from Shoals, who also donated three wireless chargers, and Stan Pipkin of Lighthouse Solar. You guys are so funny and enjoyable just in most any setting, even more so reading these hilarious stories that you all are about to hear. I'm glad that you have decided to join us again and level up your game, Solar Warriors. Remember, you can find all the resources that go along with each one of these episodes, along with the guests' recommendations, their social media links, and more over at mysuncast.com. While you're at it, You're probably listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you are, I'd love if you do two quick things. One is make sure you're subscribed. The second is if you haven't yet, rate the show, would you? If you like what you're listening to, there's more than 435 other episodes with founders and tactical advice that is going to just tickle your ears and your fancy and it's going to help you grow in your own personal endeavors in the clean energy economy. So I'd love it if you would let others easily find this show by ticking the little box that says rate or leave a review or give it stars or whatever it is that you do in the podcast app that you're in. But we track those and it's so helpful for us when you do that. In fact, just this last week, 
Anthony Vernetti left a wonderful review for us. And I just wanted to say thanks, Anthony, for that. It says, this is an invaluable podcast for solar professionals. Nico has amazing guests and truly cares about the success of the industry. That's true. And all the individuals that are part of it. Also true. We need more solar leaders like Nico. Well, Anthony Vernetti, I am really, really grateful for you. And I know the folks over at Podchaser are glad that you clicked on leave a review or rate this show or however Podchaser does it. Would you follow in Anthony's lead? You know, it really does help folks find Suncast just like you found it. Or maybe you found it on LinkedIn. Either way, you know what? Let's get down to business because you're here for the game show. It's time to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior. And have a little levity with another practical and tactical conversation here on Suncast. So to help me out on this, we're going to introduce our panelists here. We've got three distinguished panelists. First, we have Kathy Hellman, who's the VP of Marketing at Schultz Technologies. She, she has, how long ago? A few years ago? She wrote the, she wrote, she researched and wrote the first um, market survey of grid-tied PV systems for EPRI, right? We also have Stan Pipkin, who's the CEO of Lighthouse Solar, a leading solar installer in Central Texas. When we did this back at NAPSEP, um, back in August, you were trying to find homes for some little kittens. Did that actually happen? Yeah, they're still free. That was... Uh... For everybody else that doesn't get a prize, I've got kittens, so you can go home, not empty-handed. Great, and then last but not least, we've got Mark Culpepper of Drone Base, and one of the cool things about him is he's got a license to drive a tank, so maybe he'll be able to give you guys a little ride afterwards. All right, we're going to go with the first question. There's actually going to be two segments. The first is trivia questions, trivia lightning round. And then second, we're going to have a segment called Bluff the Listener. So I'm going to read out these questions. You guys are going to answer them by clicking on your phones themselves. Now, what you're going to find out is throughout this game, there's going to be a scoreboard. And what you're going to learn is that you're going to be able to earn points by not only answering the question correctly, but you're going to also earn points by how fast you actually are answering those questions themselves. So, that first question was just to see if you guys could use the phones, know how to play the game. There were actually no points scored there. All right, everyone else ready to start the real game? Let's go to the next question here. It's going to be trivia. Which one of the gods pulls the sun across the chariot? We've got 20 seconds to answer. Is it A, Apollo, B, Helios, C, Eos, or D, Ra? Oh, you can't change your answer. No, four seconds left. Three, two, one. All right, we've got, whoa, eight folks got their answer right. It is B, Helios. A lot of folks who answered Apollo, he was a sun god, but he didn't pull a chariot across the sky. Your score went down. All right, let's go to the next question. Question number two. Oh, wait, we have a leaderboard. Nico, who's winning? Well, according to the leaderboard, Jason is winning. Jason is very fast on the, on the punch. Jason has 938 points. He's just ahead of Noah at 925. Hey, Jason, where are you in the audience? <laughs> All right. Okay, second question here. Which scientist discovered the photoelectric effect? Is it A, Ernest Rutherford, B, Edmund Bacquerel, C, Albert Einstein, or D, William Grillis Adams? Uh, panelists, you guys have an answer? And, and why is this relevant, Scott? 
I don't know. <laughs> All right. Edmund Becquerel, only two people actually got that question correctly. That should put me up to the top of the leaderboard by now. I, All I right. think the kids think the answer is Elon Musk. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to have to Nico, stop Nico, you can't answer these I got, questions. I got to stop playing. <laughs> All right, who is in it's second rigged. place then, it's Nico? Rigged. In second place is Noah, passing Jason. Awesome. Okay. What we're going to do now is we're going to move to this next segment. So we're, we just did trivia, now we're going to play Bluff the Listener. Now this game here, each of these panelists, they're going to read a story. Like I mentioned, all these stories are actually based on true stories submitted by our friends in the solar community. But only one of the, question, the stories that, we're, that are being read today is actually true. So what you have to do is pick the right ones. Does everyone understand that? All right, let's, we're going to start. So the first question set is round one. Animals are our best friends. Kathy, can you read the first uh, story? Yes, thank you. I'm happy to tell you the story of the seeing eye dog inspector. Yes. Leonard Jefferson was blind and relied on his seeing eye dog, Argo, for over 13 years to navigate his home and, and sometimes for the work that needs to be done for home maintenance. Argo was like another set of eyes uh, for both eyes and hands for Mr. Jefferson. Argo was able to scratch are- at things to show his owner where something is. Mr. Jefferson decided to install solar at his house to reduce his expenses. And when the solar company came out to install the system, Mr. Jefferson had a very direct question. How do I know that it is working? He asked. The installer assured him that there would be an app with accessible features that would alert him to the production and proper functioning of the system. Not to be dismissed, Mr. Jefferson pushed to say, but how do I know that it is my system on my house that is working? The installer finally understood and agreed to assist Mr. Jefferson in corroborating that the system was, in fact, installed on his roof. Using an official OSHA harness, a static line, and padding from a pair of cougar paws, the installer managed to lift Argo, the seeing eye dog, to the roof and allow Argo, the seeing eye dog, to inspect the system, to sniff and scratch at the array audibly. Mr. Jefferson smiled and was satisfied. Thank you, Kathy. All right, what about next one? Mark. Yeah, all right. So, um, yeah, as you know, Drone Base does both wind and solar inspections, so this one's a particularly relevant story. Uh, Windmill Cowwalkers. A customer calls into regional installer's office during the winter lull. The entire sales team and staff on hand are eager to address potential interested customers. The salesperson begins to take details about the customer's needs and general site conditions. The customer describes an agricultural operations he had inherited from his grandfather who had settled the land during the Depression. The customer details the bucolic paradise of rolling pastures, grasslands, edging a series of rotating crops, and a series of dilapidated tractors. Additionally, the customer says... I have a windmill on my farm and a few cows. Do you think you'll be able to turn the windmill on its side and attach my cows to it and power my home? The salesperson pauses 
takes a breath, and with graceful aplomb says, if you have more than four cows, and I'm not sure, but let me pass you to my colleague who might know. He then passes the customer to the newest sales rep who picks up the call and gets asked the same question. The new guy wisely passes the call to the lead designer. Having grown up on a dairy farm, the leader, lead designer asks very matter-of-factly, what kind of cows do you have? Customer probably says, only the finest jersey in the county. Without missing a beat, the tech says, in fact, that wouldn't work because the only cows for that application are the Dutch belted cow, the Lockenvelder. So finally, the customer call was put out to pasture. Hey, you know, it's becoming commonplace to hear that energy storage is the key to deploying renewables at scale. But if you've tried to put storage on a commercial solar project ever, then you realize it's easier said than done until now. Look, I've seen many energy storage solutions for commercial buildings as a solar project developer in my 15 years in the industry, but Yada Energy's storage product just scratches that developer itch of fit, function, and ease to install. Yada's PV-coupled ecosystem of solar plus storage solutions integrates seamlessly right behind the solar panel. In fact, it elegantly replaces the need for a ballast as it nests right into the racking on a flat roof install. Even better, Yada's integrated storage technology can enable up to 60% more solar to be employed on commercial buildings. With commercial buildings consuming 35% of electricity, that means that Yada is finally helping business owners and solar installers alike make a serious dent in the commercial sector's massive carbon emissions. Yada Energy is poised to meet the growing demands of electrification by maximizing solar plus storage without taking up additional valuable commercial real estate for your customers. To find out how Yada Energy can bring storage to your CNI rooftop project, visit mysuncast.com forward slash Yada. That's Y-O-T-T-A. Yada Energy, an elegant and revolutionary approach to solar plus storage. Are you in the Massachusetts solar market? Well, if you are, I have an exclusive partnership opportunity I'd like to talk with you about related to the Massachusetts Smart Energy Program. Please feel free to email me, nico at mysuncast.com, if the following applies. We're looking for folks with system sizes between 5 kilowatts and 500 kilowatts in the Eversource and National Grid service areas. We can help convert disqualified leads and turn them into revenue. We're looking for turnkey EPC services and success fees can be paid at agreed upon milestones. We'll help you convert unqualified solar leads and turn them into revenue. No credit or utility bill required, and we can work on all kinds of different properties. Small commercial, rental property, places of worship, schools, multifamily condos, strip malls. Yeah, all of those places that you have heretofore been unable to put solar because they're unqualified or even residential leads that have DQ'd. And maybe you're a lead gen provider or know someone all these types of projects we'd love to help you with and we can give you more information if you want to reach out to me at nico at mysuncast.com and mention massachusetts smart energy program in the subject line all right bluff the listener and here we are bluff the listener we heard the first two stories so the first story was the seeing eye dog inspector read by kathy the second story was the windmill cow walkers from mark and Stan, you've got the last word here. Llama gets the last word. Llama, okay, this comes from, this maybe some of your hometown. This comes from a part of the world where I think everything is possible and everything is true. 
So there was a, uh, a ground mount system was being installed on a farm in the San Luis Valley. The farmer ca- cautioned the PV designer to be mindful of the resident llama, which was ahead of the, the people arriving. The farmer warned that in the event the llama charges, be aggressive and it'll just back away. The designer said he'd warn the crew. But when the crew came, the installers began to unload the solar modules, which happened to be black-framed. Remember that. The llama became agitated, first spitting, then charged at an installer carrying a module. The installer dropped the module and, recalling the caution only too late, yelled loudly and stomped randomly. In the melee, he inadvertently cracked the panel. It's a problem. As the farmer could not calm the animal directly and the setback of the cracked panel, the crew decided to return later. But on returning, the crew had to substitute the module because of a supply chain mix-up. Shocking. That part is absolutely true. The replacement module's now being silver-framed. The same installer, to prove he was not to be bested, approached the llama, parried with the module, and in a Spanish flair, presented boldly. The llama began to raise its rear, but calmed, snorted, and turned away. While our installer figured his technique, stance technique, had bested the beast, the farmer indicated that the llama had, in fact, been calmed by silver linings, an early indicator that silver frames are preferred over black frames. You know, in six years of marketing solar modules, I really needed that story. I could have totally used that in my marketing materials. Now I think I it's it. happened several times. All right. So we've got, thanks, Dan. That was Lama gets the last word. So which one of those stories was true? Was it A? The seeing eye dog. The seeing eye dog inspector. Was it B, the windmill cow walkers? Or was it C, Lama gets the last word? I think we know the answer to that question. Eight if- more seconds left. <laughs> Windmill Cow Walkers. That story was actually submitted by Stanley Minnick of Arch Electric, or actually Arch Solar these days. That's what life is like in Wisconsin. Who got that right? So this really reframes what we think about cows now. Instead of them being a major contributor to greenhouse gas emissions, they could really be the answer to the renewable energy problem of our day. Who's who's gonna go out and get some cows now? I love that that was Mark's story too. All right, Nico, how are we looking on the scoreboard? Well, the scoreboard is on fire. Jillian is second place, Georgie is third place, and Andreas has taken the lead. Andreas, where are you? Nice, nice yes, work, Andreas. Andreas is leading. There's All a, right. there's a well cow done. out there. There's a cow for everybody now, out there. Now there's one more round, right? One more round. Now this is the last question, and so we're going to do double points here. And remember, you guys are going to want to get first place to get Nico's voice greeting on your voicemail. So, round two. And this is perfect spot for it. Field visits gone amok. So, Kathy, can you start us off? Yes. I personally feel seen that they gave me a mother and with the, the story the about the human story? poop. <laughs> so, I, I'm just coming to you from a, a place of having actually dealt with human poop plenty in my life. There it is. Okay. A new installer showed up at the job site early in the morning. When he realized that he had no ability to use the bathroom, he snuck into the woods behind the house, found a good private spot between two large pointed rocks, 
squatted and did his business. The new installer admitted to the crew chief that he had to, uh, quote, take, talk to a man about a mule, who retorted that the first lesson of field work is to do your business before you get here. The next day, the customer proudly introduced everyone to the, in the crew to the geomantic research that they were conducting on their site in the woods adjacent to the site of the ground-mounted solar array. The customer went on to describe the additional cautions about going into the woods, given the experience his dog had had the night before. The dog had discovered something foul-smelling, rolled around in it, and came back to the house soiled. The customer and his wife had spent the night washing poop off the dog, then admonishing the crew to keep their wits about them in the woods as strange things had happened like this before. Stan, is that, Stan, did that story come from I, your I crew? thought this was a family event. This is, is. This, this is only too, too familiar. <laughs> All right, Mark, how about your story? All right, mine's called Deadpool. A New Jersey solar crew arrived at a house overlooking the Hudson for a rear roof installation. And when they looked down, they saw a dead body floating in the pool. All were silent, but Mick, a 30-something grad student in fiction writing, offered a path forward. Mick was writing on his thesis on the collected works of the noir master Raymond Chandler and had become so consumed by the genre that he had taken to wearing round-rimmed glasses, named his neighbor's cat Chandy, and quipped sardonically to his fellow installers all day long. Still on the roof, Mick recommended calling the sales rep to see who the homeowner was. He insisted that they could be part of something nefarious and he wanted to know who might show up. His co-workers objected that they should just call the police. The quiet discussion became a heated argument. The neighbor, who had been sitting in a plastic lawn chair in flip-flops, overheard the ruckus and called the police, who arrived similarly. Mick denied having noticed the body, claiming the argument was about the use of NP1 under the flash standoffs. The police ignored the solar crew after that, and Mick ended up taking a job in sales at the company. I think I'd hired that guy. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Was that, was that one of your crews too, Stan? Uh, can't, can't I claim the fifth. <laughs> All right, Stan. What about your, where's your true story? What's your true story? Okay, this is uh, this is this could happen anywhere in your backyard. It's called striking striking oil. An EPC was putting in a 500 kilowatt system, and had subbed out the foundation work. It's a big backyard. As the foundation crew was drilling the second hole, all of a sudden oil started shooting up from the ground. Being out in the middle of nowhere, far from the road, and having made the appropriate calls to check for underground infrastructure ahead of construction, very reliable, the project manager thought they had struck oil. Visions of the Beverly Hillbillies immediately filled his head. He called the rancher about their discovery, all excited, but the rancher immediately deflated his excitement by saying, oh, it must have been one of the pipelines that Shell abandoned in the 30s. The next call from the project manager was to Shell Oil, just had him on his cell phone in the Central Valley, and as soon as he said oil leak, he said it was like black helicopters descended from out of nowhere right to the site. Shell paid for the whole job to be put on hold, took out 30,000 cubic yards of dirt, the size of a major lake, by the way. 
Then they brought back new dirt. And to this day, the only record of this happening is a single disclosure form stating no fatalities. True story. Thanks, Stan. So that was striking oil. All right. So that was the last question. That was double points. So let's see who. We've all been there. Got it right. <laughs> was it A, human poop? Was it B, Deadpool? Or was it C, striking oil? Last question, double points. Let's see who's going to win. All right, get your answers in. These should all be on a checklist somewhere in your protocols. You guys, I'm sure. you guys can give it up for Repo Solar over here taking this project down. <laughs> I bet Johan, they know the right okay. answer. Johan and crew busy at work getting ready for the next round of Solar Game. Turns out striking oil was the right answer. Mark, you, didn't you find that in all your drawing for a was the right answer. <laughs> Did, and nobody got double points. <laughs> nobody <Okay>. got. So, <laughs> That's it. That's so Nico, who are our final winners? Well, here we go. In third place is Georgier. Second place is Jillian. And the winner today taking home a drone and my voice on your voicemail is Andreas. All right, Andreas. Well you guys come on up. We'll take some photos, collect some of the prizes here, right? Today? If you're not a winner, we've got kittens behind the behind the curtain here. There you Come go. by. And thanks once again to Drone Base for making this all possible. And if you guys like this, we'll probably do more. So if you have any crazy customer stories, just let us let us know and we'll try to incorporate that into the next show. It's a true story. But I didn't Thanks a lot, everyone. <laughs> thanks for playing. All right, that's a wrap on today's conversation, Solar Warriors. I wonder what you think of it. In fact, because Scott and I have been talking about the possibility of bringing more game show style entertainment like this to the Suncast feed. If you think that would be a good idea, would you just do me a favor and go over to LinkedIn, find our post about the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me game. You can do that by going to my LinkedIn profile and just looking at my most recent posts. It should be right there near the top. Not only would I like for you to like that post, but I'd like for you to leave a comment and say, more like this, if this is in fact something that you enjoyed. I sure enjoyed it. And Scott Wynn, I just want to say you're genius. Thank you for writing those wonderful stories. Thank you once again to Mark Culpepper and Drone Base for supporting the game show. Thank you to Kathy Heilman at Shoals and Stan Pipkin at Lighthouse for being our additional panelists. I hope that you got a chuckle out of this and I hope you'll return for more Suncast because we like to bring entertaining informative and eye-opening at times stories like the ones you've just heard well we've got more coming at you this week of course on thursday one of my long-awaited interviews is with a friend john farrell from ilsr if you're unfamiliar then you'll definitely want to tune in but maybe you are familiar because you're also a listener of john's podcast not sure what I'm talking about at all. Well, maybe you'll show up on Thursday and catch John Farrell from ILSR here on Suncast. And finally, if you've been wondering how you could partner with Suncast as a sponsor, I'd encourage you to go to mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor and learn how you can reach thousands of solar warriors and climate champions just like you each and every week, twice a week. Remember, you are what you listen to. 
Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle. <laughs>